0: This is Big Man Tyrone, and you're about to watch the MTG Cabalcast with your hosts, Wode, Thirsty, and Reptar. Sub to us on all your podcast networks at MTG Cabalcast and YouTube. <laughs>
1: hey guys, welcome to a special edition of MTG Cabalcast. Uh, I am Halt Dian Reptar here uh, with a special guest. Who uh, reached out to us a couple of weeks ago? Uh, Coach is his name on uh, YouTube, and I believe you can search for him on, on Twitter. It'll bring you back to the Car Bazaar CC. And this is for something a little unique. It's uh, non finance related, so this is pretty much a, a pretty cool little bit of supplemental content we have. And uh, what Coach did was actually narrate The Thran, a, a book from probably the first few years of Magic Somewhere, I think in the first uh, four years. And uh, he did start to finish, uh, all the voices. Uh, did you do all the production yourself?
2: Uh, uh, this is a one-man show. This okay. is one This was totally
1: solo. Awesome. So uh, all the voices, all, all the effects on the voices, uh, everything done. Uh, I, I listened through it over the course of this week, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, the early years of Magic probably has some of the most interesting lore to the game. And the Thran is basically all about the rise of Yagamoth who is huge in the multiverse, and uh, offers up a little bit of information about one of the earliest planeswalkers that we have still yet to meet. Uh, Dyson is her name, I think. Dyfed. Dyfed. I'm sorry about that. It's all Um, good. And uh, it just paints this really vivid picture. Uh, The book does. I'm sure reading it is probably not nearly as vivid. It seems kind of dry, but to hear it narrated, it's going to to just be... an excellent piece of of work and the interesting thing is that this is not done by watsi they did not contact Mm -hmm. you for this so you haven't
2: yeah that was it was the opposite i i tried contacting them to see if it was even possible to do this and basically it was covered under the fan content policy according to them and according to the ip lawyer that i was in contact with
1: oh okay so that was actually going to be uh like actually my first question was uh, how this really came about.
2: Yeah, so like I was looking up basically when I do ideas, when I try to do YouTube content, I'm trying to think of stuff that nobody does or nobody has done very often
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's where I usually start and one of the things I was looking into was audiobooks because I would think, okay, they got to be relatively simple but of course that, of course I was wrong on that apparently <laughs> because when I was looking at the audio some of the audiobooks that were already released, um, none of them were complete so a lot of people did oh. like the brothers work and, but got to like maybe five chapters maybe about 20 to 25% of the way done
0: mm-hmm.
2: and nobody finished it and so my idea was to actually do one that was like complete get one that's finished and start from the very beginning so that way you know if I do have motivation to keep going on that yeah. there will be like some sort of you know the stories in chronological order or yeah, and uh, as far as like the timeline goes, yeah, chronological order. So, but that was the first one I started with. So I contacted Watsy, you know, two different occasions. One time they said, yeah, it's covered on a fan content policy. Another one was saying, you need to contact a lawyer because we're not, you know, I I guess it was another group of people and that's when a concept IP lawyer pretty much gave me the clear.
1: Okay, and so that's why you had to brand this as unofficial? Yes. And uh, as, does part of that mean that you basically have to put it up uh, for fair use, kind of uh, under what is it, like the GNU license style for software thing? So it's on yeah, like YouTube, unmonetized, or?
2: Well, you, I can monetize it. I just can't like uh, as far. I can monetize and I could promote like the Patreon that I have, and you know, it has to be available for free. So it's not like you can. Oh, this is a patron only access audiobook. Okay, because that goes against the terms of service that WotC has in the books.
1: Okay. Uh, And is this the the first piece of, uh, like, game lore you've done, not just for Magic, but for other games that are out there?
2: Uh, For audiobooks, yes.
1: Okay. Uh, What else have you done besides Magic?
2: Oh, oh, just besides Magic?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, well, I've done, like, in my early years, I've done Pokemon, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! with the card anthology series to kind of, like, conglomerate that series because that you know that's what i started off with when i got to when i did magic was the card anthology series going over the each set each of the sets histories and so that's on a playlist of like 52 episodes and i tried that and then i've done also a couple of uh maybe not not dungeons and dragons but like 3d printed uh videos of where i print miniatures of like stuff on hero forge um I did stuff with like the Guardian and that was a Hero Forge sponsored like video. They gave me like codes for free and basically oh, wow. I would uh like get promotionals and get the digital prints for free and make it on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would do. So I think I'm gonna go also a little bit more into that since I bought like a a, a bigger printer now. Mm-hmm. So I could print like these stupidly ridiculously large items now.
1: That's cool.
2: But past that, you know, I just I've mostly focused on magic. So the car anthology series, um, I also have done the timeline video, which is actually my most successful video right now.
1: And is the timeline for the multiverse?
2: Yes, okay. it, is, it is currently, I, did, uh, I think I published it last summer. And right now it should be, I think it's at like 137,000 views.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause it's another project that nobody attempted to do. And so I, that's why I stepped in and kind of like, okay, this is gonna be my project. So that was like a six-week ordeal. So okay. after the card anthology, the timeline, I've also done the top 100 best-performing cards. Mm-hmm. That was another summertime project that I did after the timeline. So it was, yeah, some pretty big projects. And then the audiobook, so kind of like just hitting stuff that nobody's really done.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's pretty interesting. Like uh, It seems like Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon are generally tied together. Somebody starts in one and generally m- moves to another. You don't really see uh, a lot of... Migrancy from a game like Munchkin for instance into yeah. uh, into these card games So it's neat to see that content creation kind of flows similarly uh, You know we joked a little bit about production before we started the cast and Comparatively speaking uh, This was one of the more difficult productions mm-hmm. that you've done
2: Oh yeah but I, Like this was instead of like you know prior to this it was the timeline and that was like a six-week project and this audiobook easily doubled that as far as like uh times and weeks and you know spent on you know this sort of ordeal with youtube so it's easily trumps the mtg timeline video like any day of the week
1: okay and so it was the as a whole, production was more difficult, or was it more along the lines of like, all right, the audio took a lot longer to produce because you had to keep going back and editing, or trying to get it all up on YouTube at uh, at a similar rate, so it's just all there at once instead of one the first of thirty, then the second of thirty hit.
2: Um, it was more of like the editing. What the editing was the hardest part because like basically like, every minute of audiobook took anywhere from like 10 to 15 minutes of like editing those you know that sound.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so when you multiply that by 15 minutes per video and then on top of that there's 34 of them, I mean that's a lot of time that you're devoting to editing. And that yeah, and that was just editing. Okay. The one the one major pro of this was that I didn't have to write a script cuz yeah. you just read. And so that was you know a good portion of my time with the time my video was making a script and that was like a 65 page basically video essay and so you you take one out of the way but then you get to the editing and it like makes up for it yeah tremendously so it's just it's crazy how how much time it takes to getting the soft getting the audio right
1: how hard was it to do all the voices while you were doing this now and i don't mean from an editing standpoint i mean you know you're reading you know your part for the first time the third time whatever it is and you have multiple voices you have uh moth talking to um glaceon or to uh rebecca you know those kind of back and forths did you have to start and stop a lot um well like i just kind of i kind
2: of just did it on the go and with yaw moth you know i wanted you know to set the darker tone i wanted like to have like a slightly deeper voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Glaceon, who I thought, you know, going into thought would have more uh, lines of dialogue. So I just used my own voice with a little bit of pep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rebecca, I used a higher, higher pitch voice. And then I would actually go into the software for Yawmoth and Rebecca and, you know, increase the pitch a little bit more for Rebecca and decrease it for Yawmoth a little bit uh, for him. And then there was like Dyethed, which I used a different accent for. There was also yes. like the individual Phyrexian soldiers and generals and commanders and engineers and all those people. And I kind of just did those with like similar voices or maybe a change of the accents a little bit. Mm-hmm. That actually wasn't hard. Um, I, I wrote a lot of stuff down. I wrote numbers for what pitch values they should have. Um, and then like Gix, I made it not like an accent, but I made his voice more like raspy. Yeah. More like, um, Lots of spikes as far as like the sentence structure or lots of like quick pauses or it, it, it was just almost like a very I wanted to like make it more like a if like a character was like a reptile.
1: That's what I was for... gonna say. It sounded kind of like snaky, like he did a lot yeah, of trails on his
2: Yeah, that's what I was trying to shoot for and just to make him just to make them distinguishable. Yeah. So with the voices I I assigned different you know, I actually had to write this down and, you know, just as a reminder to myself. And a couple of times I had to like go back and listen to some of the stuff I did and just kind of remember, OK, how did I do this? Mm. But the voices actually was not the toughest part.
1: Really? It seemed yeah, like it, it would have been.
2: Um, it's just it was who's talking to who. That was probably the bigger issue. OK. So but the voices was actually not that bad.
1: OK. And, um, There's a, a lot of voice actors. Uh, through like the cartoon industry kind of reference back to each other and they talk about like some of the amazing things they've seen and I think uh, one of the biggest problems people have noted is switching voices especially when it's one person performing both roles Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the the best things that anybody ever saw was uh, behind the scenes for Rocco's Modern Life the same person did the voice for Ed and Bev Bighead, so they would do the conversation unless they had it like interject and interrupt over another sentence in one go so it would be the same person changing voices and I wasn't sure if that was something that uh, you had thought about like just trying to make it all like flow state and just you know maybe highlight in the reading okay this part's going to be I'll highlight in this color so I know what I need to do with my voice before I modulate digitally when he's talking to Rebecca I need to do this so I highlight in this color and I'll pep it up here or if it was just kind of like uh, broken off in chunks
2: well the big thing with like with the voice actors who do the cartoons and stuff is that they kind of have to, sometimes they have to match it with the, the picture that's going on because usually I think they do the, they do lots of the art before they even go in and do the voice acting. It kind of match with them. Yep. So, and with the audiobook, there's nothing to match it. So you just kind of, it, it was easier for me because you just, you could just go in and talk. You just go in and converse because you're, you, it's, there's a blank there's not a blank not a blank screen but there's like a still picture that's up so you don't have to worry about trying to match like the mouth with the voice with the the words and such it's just you go Mm -hmm. that's it so there that is comparing those two i mean my my job was a lot easier compared to like people who did like the guy who did like Rocco's modern life
1: yeah it, it makes sense and i assume this is just probably one of the more interesting and difficult things to do and to really like get a hold of and get used to. Especially yeah. if like if you hadn't broken everything out ahead of time and say, like, right, in this chapter I'm going to break it down into these sub-scenes, so to speak, if you just want it to go all at once. Okay. I, I don't know your process for this. so I mean, Well,
2: uh, for the chapters, I mean, there, there was a lot of chapters that were broken up and that had different scenes. And so what I ended up doing is that if there was a scene... Like a scene change, I would actually wait about four to five seconds to kind of give the reader, okay, like nothing's happening, and then start again to where, okay, it's like something else. It's it's a new it's a new setting, it's a new background. So mine was more of like having a distinct, you know, a distinguishable amount of time in between Mm -hmm. the setting. So I mean, that wasn't that wasn't bad. So I mean, it was. I'm just trying to find things that will click. To mm-hmm. where the reader doesn't get confused
1: Got it, I understand And uh, did you choose The Thran just because it hadn't Been done yet, even Started and stopped Prematurely, or because you This is a storyline you enjoy
2: Well, it's like The reason why I picked The Thran Was because it was one of the The first Chronological book, like uh, books So my process is to you know if i do more of these to try to do them in order Mm
0: -hmm.
2: so if like i started with the thran and then i go on to the the brothers war i want to continue on at least through the artifact cycle and then go on from there and just kind of pick and choose where i want to go but my work my thinking process just like the card anthology you know start from alpha and beta and you know go to all the way to like something like dissension or like ravnica
0: okay
2: so it was you know it's just that's my process. I, I want to do it in chronological order. That's just the way I do things.
1: Okay. Got it. So this wasn't just like necessarily an experiment to see how well it takes and then do more from there. You wanted to give yourself literally foundation at ground zero, take the first book and then uh, move from there. Yes. Uh, when you, when you finished this and you were done with, uh, you know, production stem to stern and the video is uploaded, did you think like, all right, we're ready to go. Let's start thinking at about the brothers war and what comes after that? Or are you now and like, just don't want to think about it. It took so long to do, you know, you yeah, want to right. get back to it, but
2: yeah, like right now I just want to kind of take a break from like the audiobook stuff I'm doing. Uh, I'll kind of figure out some other projects I'm working on. Um, i want to do like a Dominaria based video that I want to try to make as long as my, my MTG timeline video. Okay. And so hopefully that'll be like just as big of a success. Um, but the audiobooks, I think I want to try. If it, this gets more traction, I want to try to make it to where it's like a, a summer project. Okay. And because in the summertime, I'll have more, a lot more time since I'm a teacher and a coach. And, you know, there could be days where I could just, I could do the whole recording of the audiobook, just get that stuff out of the way. And then maybe next week, just like edit or mm-hmm. redo stuff or like touch it up. You know, that'll give me, Significant amounts of time to do that because, you know, from like nine to five, my fiance's working. So I don't have to worry really about anything else. I could really just start recording, don't have to write a script. Yep. And then probably the plan would be to release, you know, the bits of the audiobook probably during the time of football season to where I'm still producing content, I'm still releasing it. Mm-hmm. But this is stuff that was done in the summer. And now I'm just going to do a delayed, you know, releasing of it during football season where I probably won't have nearly as much time as like I do now. Got it.
1: And it's like uh, when you're doing that release and then during the rest of the school year, is that a point in time where you can do pre-production for uh, the next video series, be it an audio book or something else? So if we can expect, let's say, kind of this cyclical content creation, so, you know, people sign up for, uh, you know, they, they hit YouTube, they come to your channel, they sub, and then they can start seeing, like, new content the football season. And then maybe again towards uh, end of year, they know you're moving into pre-pro for the next project, so to keep their eyes out uh, over the summer and into fo- the next fall.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm, I'm still trying to get it organized properly to what I want. So if I keep doing the audiobooks, I think the audiobooks will be a summertime deal, um if I do like major projects like the timeline video or like a you know a video like the top 100, I wanna kind of do that like right before the summer. Mm-hmm. And then like, I wanna try to get the card anthology in some of the top 100 or the top 25 or the top 20 uh, videos that I've done before and kind of just figure out, like kind of just do it everywhere else. But I really don't have a super organized structure just yet. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But I think going from here, you know, I think that it would be a great idea to record an audiobook and then release the audiobook where I'd have the least amount of time. Yep. So all I do is, you know, market it, share it, publish it, and then when football season's over, then it's like do the normal stuff again. So it's kinda like, you know, being a teacher and a coach, there are time constraints, but yeah, you know, I've been able to figure out ways around it. So I think this would be a lot easier and also it would be a lot stressful as far as like the scheduling and trying to do like oh football practice is over now i got to go do this
1: yeah
2: and that's just that's just oof it's rough sometimes
1: oh I, I can imagine like just thinking back on uh how it, like my fall was probably the busiest because i had uh like one and a half fall sports getting mm-hmm. ready cuz I, I i i was a, i did started winter track basically halfway through fall yeah getting uh you know tuned back up and, and, lifting into like, it was, fall was just super busy. Just oh yeah, being absolutely. Being in the school districts. Uh, for people who do want to follow along on YouTube and Twitter, what is your normal content?
2: My normal content's the card anthology series. So okay. that was, that is probably my most popular, um, as a series. And, you know, I, I want to get back onto it because, I've done 52 episodes and that's like a significant amount. That's like almost half of the expansions that have, or uh, half of the sets that have been released by WotC. Yep. So I know the more I do this, I'm going to close in to where I'll probably start running out and, and have to give it a break at some point. Mm-hmm. But I think I want to come into the card anthology series again, maybe do like either anywhere from like two to four episodes and then kind of like step back from it and do something else. Maybe let the dominaria video step back, do the audiobook, step back, do something else. Got it. And so that way, the sets there will be more sets coming out, mm-hmm. and maybe I could start closing in on them a little bit, but not too much to where I run out of card anthology ideas until like I have to wait like two years or so.
1: Got it. No. Makes so sense.
2: I mean, it's it. Yeah, it's just it. It's it's a little bit of a struggle, but it's it's not bad. It's more of a more of an organizational you know it's more of an trying to figure out what to do and when to do it
1: got it yeah yeah if, between you know your personal life and everything else that goes on with the game etc you got to figure out where your time can best be spent you know and do that kind of thing yeah uh, sorry uh i i guess on the way out before we uh, we close out so have you read through all of the magic lore from uh, the Thran up through, I guess, wherever they stopped. I thought it was uh, Kamigawa, but I guess it goes past that into Rav and Future Site.
2: Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Like, I, I remember going on a Gamepedia and kind of looking through some of the summaries um, with, I've always, I've also like, you know, when I first started having YouTube as my main source of, you know, watch, mm-hmm. um, wedge was one of the first people i started looking into it was the the lore that i was looking into like his summarizations um and then really i mean i'm not too too familiar like i'm not i wouldn't say i'm like a a true vorthos because like a true vorthos would like know everything and i'm just like i'm just like uh i'm getting there but i'm not like like i would say an expert i'm not some self-proclaimed expert like some people say that I am, um, but <laughs> I guess I know spell it goes, a myth here with that. <laughs> um, but I know it goes the Thran, the artifact cycle, and then I think you start getting into the Weatherlight saga. Yes, and then you go to like Wrath and Storm, and then like the Apocalypse storyline,
1: which is still technically and, part of the Weatherlight storyline. I believe. Yeah,
2: and then it goes into like the Mirari. Yep. And then it goes into well, the Mirari and the Corona also. They fall they fall in that same scheme. And then from there, it goes to Mirrodin.
1: Yep, that's the first time we actually know that we planeswalk in the mm-hmm. card game.
2: Yep. And then from Mirrodin, and it's like, I keep forgetting where. I can, hey, I can it's name like the Mir- planes
1: after that. It's, uh, Mirrodin into Kamigawa, into Ravnica, into uh, Future Sight Block. Yeah. Into uh Alara and then it, we're close enough. Zendakar, and then everybody should know from there out, basically.
2: Yeah, then you start getting into like you're truly out of Dominaria. Yeah.
1: Long gone from Shiv and Keld. Yep. So uh uh where can people find you? Oh, we people we might input.
2: Obviously YouTube, but uh, they could find me at the Car Bazaar YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh the way it's bizarre spelled is B A Z A A R like a like a shop. Yes. Um and then they could find me And follow me on Twitter Mm -hmm. by going to Coach at the Carbazar CC. They can, people can message me and I usually get back to them like fairly quickly. They can basically ask me anything if they want to.
1: Yeah, you were super responsive when we were trying to figure this out. And uh, I had my pitfall last weekend before we were trying to do this. I got snowed in in Boston. So,
2: yeah, it's all good. Um, But yeah, that's where people can usually find me. Um, Those are my two, those are the two main places I, Get people out. So if people comment on my channel, mm-hmm. I get back to them like fairly fast. Now, if it's the response they want, that's the yeah. that's a different, that's a different story because someone, oh, not too long ago, probably about an hour ago, commented on the timeline video, and it was oh, along geez. the line. And this is one of the more disliked comments. I don't get very I don't get very often, but it was like like five minutes. I couldn't understand what we you were saying. Like Jesus, slow down and then i put i put some stupid ass reply it was it was funny <laughs> as well. i put i put something like along the lines of and jesus said in mark four fifteen that basically i said there's a slowdown button oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but i was just making i was just i was just being like a complete smart ass at that point it was just uh it's awesome uh, i could i could there's some days where i just you know i want to like just like be nice to people but there and there's some days where i just i'm just a complete smart ass oh yeah oh yeah here we go couldn't get through five minutes of this talk clearly and steadily jesus and then i put jesus proclaimed in mark 4 15 and thus the video was in the youtubes behold view behold viewer motion pictures for the lord of media provided thou a feature that slows down watch content to 0. 0.75 or 0. 0.5 if <laughs> thy follower wishes so so <laughs> smart-assery
1: on my end. Uh, that's For the most part, that's how our Twitter account is handled, because Thirsty usually takes care of it. I was yeah. handling this, which is a markedly different conversation than he probably would have had. <laughs> uh, you did mention a Patreon earlier?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, so, people can go to... I'm trying to remember the exact link, but it's if they look up the Bazaar, there should be a pa- uh, Patreon website um, I don't remember the exact link. I, I think it's the Bazaar YT. Yes,
1: that is. After,
2: after Patreon.
1: Yep. I just found it. Hopefully, I can get this over. Boop. Yeah. You've got Innistrad Card Anthology is the uh, the marquee mm-hmm. video right now.
2: Yep. And that was an Innistrad I did a while back, and that wasn't even ordered. The only reason I did Innistrad was because Nisahone Nisa Magic was doing his uh, Halloween special and he wanted to line them up with the card anthology stuff, which means I had to skip over like, like fifteen, fifteen or twenty like expansions oh, from where yeah. I was at that okay. point. And so I did like a Halloween special episode. So Industride's like, just like randomly there, so it's not in order at all. So I'm gonna have to when I eventually get it to the Industride block, I'm gonna have to fix that order wise. Mm. But yeah, it was it was only because of Misa. So <laughs> I mean, it which it, which is fine. Innistrad was more of my you know it's a more watched video Mirrodin yeah John from they said we said the guy I basically started with from the beginning um his Mirrodin episode the one he voiced for like the fifth time because he he likes doing the card anthology stuff his is at like 12,000 views Jeez. For Mirrodin and it's yeah he he really explains it very well that's awesome so yeah his is like 12,000 and then like the rest of them are like probably under 10,000 with the exception of the first video Arabian Nights Antiquities and then Mirrodin and it's after that you you know those are those are the those four like the big poppers and then like uh, there's other people that have done like Simon did the I want to say he did I know Simon did one episode right after John's I think it was Tempest okay so Simon did from Aether Hub to Tempest um, Tasty Snackies did fifth edition, and he did the, you know, he did Unglued. Oh, um, Rogue Deck, Rogue Deck Builder did Fifth Dawn, and then there was a uh, Vera Vera Dark did Ravnica, and then there's other people that have done like other videos. So like, half of the videos are like guest speakers. That's awesome. So just another way to get people involved. And yeah. So I think when I'm coming back into card anthology, I think I'm gonna get. Um, somebody else to do the audio for the next episode, and I'll just do the picture. So it'll be, it'll be. Uh, I think it's going to be Jank MTG, okay, um, or King of Jank. It's going to be him. Yeah. Uh, I think he wanted to do an episode, and so I just need to write the script and let him get some audio working, and then I'll import it and go from there.
1: That's awesome. It's great to see. Like, there is so many different communities for Magic than just playing the game mm-hmm. and finance. The, the community behind like the lore and just card art and stuff like that is all in- incredible and huge and I thank you for coming on the show and reaching out like I had a blast
2: thanks for having me on though. this this is like <laughs> I like doing these interviews because it's just like sometimes I don't know what to expect and it's just I guess it's like that little uh, just what people are going to ask that makes it a little bit more exciting
1: yep yeah just completely in the dark that's pretty cool
2: yeah, thank you. Uh thank you for having me on and I'm like, glad, glad I could do this and thanks for helping me like promote my audiobook and for pro- just uh the work that I've been doing.
1: Yeah, it, it it was great. Uh I'm you know we were talking before the cast I sent this to a friend as an example of just a start to finish great production, great narration. It it's enthralling and and it keeps you wanting to listen. I streamed it all yesterday, I think or the three quarters of it yesterday Dang. just while I was kicking around like, it that's was, crazy yeah I, I mean I'd say that but I don't know you just painted an excellent picture uh, uh, reading through the book the voices the production everything behind it and then it was like just grabbed me and I hope everybody who listens to this goes and listens all the way through it is uh, incredibly worthwhile even if you've read the book go back and listen to this it is insanely good
2: well thanks thank you for the compliment I mean I really appreciate that I was that's you know I don't I don't hear stuff like that a lot so it's very it, I appreciate it very greatly
1: oh anytime anytime alright guys uh, this is the end of our first supplemental episode and uh, we should be doing more of these I think uh, Rogue Deck Builder reached out to us I might have been uh, for an anth- something he did it's either an anthology or something similar so we might have another one of these coming up soon uh, again uh, thanks for coach for coming on and uh, we'll see you guys soon
0: thank you